0: It's 11 a.m. on Friday, and you know what that means. You're listening to TNT in the mornings on Weagle 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Harrison Tarr.
1: And I'm Thomas Lynn Murphy. Lock in and join us in talking all things sports from the plains and around the SEC every Friday at 11 a.m. right here on Weagle 91.1 FM.
0: Welcome back to TNT in the morning. This week we have a new program record to talk about for Auburn soccer, discuss the continual perfection from volleyball, take an in-depth look at Auburn football, and so much more. Stay locked in right here on TNT in the morning on Weagle 911 FM. Happy Friday, everybody, from Auburn, Alabama, from our studio here in the Student Center on at Auburn University. It's a beautiful Friday morning, 11 a.m. TL, you ready to roll?
1: I am. There's a lot to talk about this week after week one of college football last week, and Soccer still undefeated, as well as volleyball. So Auburn's doing very, very well this year. And in the fall sports so far, we're 12 and 0. And I think only three uh, Power Five uh, teams can say that they're 12 and 0. So,
0: yeah, it's 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 a big big feat. And I, and before we hop into football, because obviously we have a ton of football to talk about today too. And I'm I'm excited to get there. I do think we need to – not I think we need to. I know we need to commend um, volleyball on an outstanding start. And we have a new program record for Karen Hoppe and the Auburn Tigers soccer program. 11 straight wins after last night. Uh, Took care of uh, Chattanooga 3-0 earlier in the week and beat Alabama A&M. You have the score for me, T.L.?
1: Yep. Beat them last night
0: 5-0. 5-0. That's right. Thank you. I I almost said 4-0. I want to make (laughs) sure I got that right. Thank you for fact-checking me there. Um, Big-time, big-time moves for the Auburn soccer.
1: They're doing – very well. That very, very hot. And for Karen Hopper, I mean, you think like having a stretch like this of being really hot, um, being six and zero, like one of the best records to start the season in program history. That is based off of having like a bunch of seniors and veterans. But get this: last night, three goals by Marissa Aris. I hope I pronounced that right. You got right. it. You got okay. it. Um, freshman. She's a freshman. True freshman, right? True freshman. Now get this too. So she had wait. My bad, not not uh, Marissa. She had two goals last night. The freshman's Collie Thatcher, okay.
0: Collie Thatcher, thank you. That makes more sense. Yeah,
1: Collie Thatcher. She had three goals last night. Came off the bench, and her first goal came at the thirty-second mark. One second. Her second goal, thirty seconds later, at thirty-two minutes and the th- uh, thirty-one seconds. Hey, is that good? I I couldn't I couldn't tell you how hard that is to do it for <laughs> two goals in soccer. I can't even do that in seconds. FIFA. No. So and to do that. By a freshman coming off the bench and scoring three goals, I mean that's incredible.
0: Big time, big time, and like we said, new, uh, new program record. We mentioned earlier, earlier last week, the Auburn was on the cusp of of being right at that. They they tied the program record, then they broke it with that win over Chattanooga, and it keeps on rolling. Big contest for the Tigers this weekend as the, it's it's a home match, correct?
1: Uh, I think so. I think it is a home match against Florida State. Home, yes, it
0: is a home match against floor, number one in the country, Florida State. We'll find out a lot about the team. We're gonna find yeah. out. I think we've learned a lot about this team already. But Sunday, you are gonna come in as big time underdogs, even despite being the home team. Expected to probably not walk away with the win, but if they draw or they they do walk away with the win,
1: I mean that's national attention.
0: That's national content. National contention. Oh okay. yeah. That's that's gonna be notoriety worth really, I mean, it's not going to be top-shelf soccer anymore. This is going to be people saying, hey, Auburn is really a force to be reckoned with, and I think they are anyways. But um, that's neither here nor there, and I don't want to dwell on this for too long. We do want to co- commend you know, Coach Coppa and the, and the Tigers. Congratulations to for the new program record and keep building on it. Very impressed by that. So, that being said, um, Brent Crouch, I think, is also on, on, the, on the run of perfection on that note. Brent Crouch, I think, has established himself that he's going to be a coach of Auburn volleyball for a couple years to come, many years to come.
1: Yeah, the the new uh, Auburn volleyball coach earned his one hundredth career win last night against UNA. and really, he did. And they're five and zero to start the season, and they still have not lost a single set.
0: Sweep. Yeah, do I don't know. That's, do under, think,
1: that's uh, I think fifteen and zero.
0: Question: Do you think they carry a broom around with them just because they know they're about to take care of business?
1: Yes. You know that they've got. There has it, to be a broom like, somewhere. After the match, they go into right. the locker and they probably whip out the broom and just start sweeping. sweeping. On the floor. Yeah, I mean, like, I would. You remember when the
0: mop was popular? That dance. <laughs> it's just it's the sweeping.
1: <laughs> hey, I'm sure if you go to TikTok and look up Auburn volleyball team, you'll probably find something. You know what? Like
0: You're right. That's um, y- okay, <laughs> okay. For that matter, um, did you have anything else you wanted to add about volleyball, Teal? I'm sorry, I didn't uh, cut you off.
1: No, they they won last night against and U uh, N A their first set 25-23, second set 25-13 and third set 25-13. So
0: huge congratulations dominant. to, to uh, Auburn. Our next volleyball. match
1: is also Sunday at one thirty against Santa Clara at home, so
0: So, potentially after this weekend, if everybody if everything falls in line for you fans of the orange and blue, there could be a lot of lot more perfection and Auburn will be deemed in everything school if everybody's undefeated after this weekend, right? For sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we've always been deemed a everything school. I mean, of course, around here, the only thing anybody cares about is football. But
0: Hey, Auburn fans, Auburn students, if you're listening in wherever you're at, check out Auburn soccer, check out Auburn volleyball. These, these girls are good. Very good. Very good. All right, let's, um, let's move on. I think we're, we're, we're a little ahead of schedule, but that's okay. We tend to ramble anyways. Uh, you good with that, TL? You're good to move on a little bit? Oh, yeah, I'm um, Huge commends. Uh, also, pause. Our, uh, the graphics pro, uh, team for Auburn Athletics, incredible. Great graphic that they tweeted. Uh, was it yesterday or this morning?
1: Uh, which one are you talking about? Are you talking about the Alabama State?
0: No, the Everything School. No, the Al- Alabama State's good too. But I'm talking about the Everything School where it had all the all the records. That was awesome. I thought it was cool that you tied all three sports together, yeah. and that's gaining notoriety for everybody. But yes, we do. We're going to come back to the graphics team. I love that graphic. Auburn's graphics team has been putting in the work um, this this year, and it is incredible. So we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. Now, now it's time to let, let, let's let's settle down here a little bit and, and talk about the closest game um, that I've been to in a long time. Um, the Auburn Tigers took care of business against the Akron Zips, hung sixty, won sixty to ten. I would like to put this on the record, you Last week, my projection was fifty-three to ten.
1: I think mine was somewhere in there. Yours was I, forty-five to ten. I was I listened about to say, this I thought I had Akron. We were. Points as well. I
0: would like to. Um, I would like to commend us actually. Um, for, for being relatively close, I was very close. I mean, I don't know about you. No, but uh, Auburn hung 60 on Akron, took care of business, exactly what we uh, what anyone would have expected. There were some takeaways. And I mean, this is, no matter how small of a game this was, there were some takeaways. If you're an Auburn fan, you should be excited. Um, Bo Nix looked, dare I say, incredible.
1: Uh, would you say it was his best game as an Auburn Tiger? His career.
0: His best statistical game, I still maintain that Oregon, even though it was his first game ever, Oregon and.
1: Just the clutch finish of that game. Oregon
0: and, and kind of Bama in 19, but Oregon, yeah. I i still. uh yeah. Oregon in 19 still feels like.
1: But I mean, the, the completion percentage, I mean, broke the Auburn record for it. He almost o- broke. Over 90%.
0: And he almost broke his dad's record for most passing yards in a season opener? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. They, he was pulled probably three plays before that could have happened, <laughs> uh, which is. Objectively hilarious. I mean, he started <laughs> off like 10 for 10, yeah. like, almost didn't, 250 yards. Like, ball incredible. did not – here's a stat. I'm sorry to cut you off. I, no, you're good? great. Go. Here's a stat. Are you ready? Yes. 18 passes were completed before ball hit the ground. Bo Nix did this thing, and, and if I'm an Auburn fan, this is really cool. I like when, when my quarterbacks do this for my favorite teams, where he stepped up in the pocket and he made checkdowns, And he used his legs when he had to. He didn't use his, his legs every time he wanted to. And that was the biggest sh- uh, sign of development. And I know I'm completely overreacting to an Akron game.
1: And no, I don't think I don't think you are. I mean, first game under Brian Harson, I, I don't think you're overreacting at all. I mean, we needed to see what the offense would look like, and it looked completely different from when Gus Malzahn was here. Because in recent years, and we've talked about this, even the Cupcake games that we should win, we've struggled to start off, and it was very, very good to see an Auburn team go out there and put an opponent that they should win away early in the game and not struggle with them. And like you said about Bo Nix, he went through his progressions. And another another key element to the game was how open the wide receivers got. It, it looked like how Alabama plays and getting their wide receivers open and it makes the quarterback's job so much easier and we had so many plays to where Bo Nix just had an open wide receiver to throw to. All he had to do was get it there, and he did. And he had some tough throws as well, like uh, throwing it in there in tight coverage and, and give credit to the wide receivers. I think we have a really nice young core of wide outs. The wide
0: receiving core clicked. Yes. Knicks, I think they're going to be very good. Nick's
1: Jackson looked very, very well last summer. Did
0: you ever think, and this is a side tangent we didn't script, but did you ever think that if I looked at you and said Chedric Jackson, is going to be wide receiver one. You would have not laughed in my face.
1: Um. So last year he didn't have the biggest year. Um. I think his freshman year he so, uh, showed signs of potential. He was I think a four-star coming in, and I remember uh, the Iron Bowl of 2019. He had that one catch on the sideline as a toe tapper. It was ruled a catch, and then they went to review, and then they overturned it. Still don't know how it got overturned, but it did.
0: <laughs> it's neither here nor there.
1: <laughs> but uh. But, uh I think he he showed signs of his potential his freshman year. I think he had a a little down year and regressed a little last year and didn't kind of like how Bo Nix did last year. But I I think he's going to be something special this season and like the connection was there between Nix and Jackson. It was and
0: and that was that was a big part of things uh, a big big part of what how impressed I was and the continual use of John Samuel Shanker, tight ends at Auburn. Auburn fans, I mean, tweet at us at TNT in the morning. If I would have told you well, this time last year that Auburn was going to continuously pass to a tight end, would you have believed me? Tweet tweet, tweet us. Tweet at us. Let us let us know. I, don't, I wouldn't have.
1: No. I saw I saw a picture on a Twitter after the game as a screenshot from one of the plays that was at the goal line, like at the one or the two. And the formation we had out there, we had Bo Nix, we had Tank Bixby in the backfield, and then a fullback, and then the rest were linemen and tight ends. And it was – possibly the most beautiful sight I've ever seen. There were
0: so many plays and formations that, that within the within the red zone, within the 10, that involved a fullback and a tight end in the same formation, and it was beautiful. And I can tell you this because, f- from a professional opinion, fullbacks and tight ends are objectively the best position in football. They're the most fun. <laughs> That's just, I just love a good fullback, honestly. I love oh, yeah. a good fullback.
1: I mean, and you can guarantee it. Uh, if you need three yards a Full or home, what's the saying? If you need five yards, the fullback's going to give you three. If you need one yard, the fullback's going to give you three. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> they're, they're consistent, it's perfect. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, so yeah, that was that was promising for me. Uh, Nick's, Nick's looking well. I thought Finley looked okay. Uh, and by the way, I owe you an apology. Um, you were right. Uh, we <laughs> did not did see not Demetrius play. Davis. So you're, you're everyone listening, all of our listeners, you're hearing me on live air admit that I was wrong to Thomas <laughs> Lynn Murphy and Thomas Lynn Murphy was correct. It's not often you, you hear that. You don't you don't hear me admitting that often. But uh yeah, I didn't see Demetrius Davis. Um we'll we'll circle back to him in a little while. TJ Finley looked like okay, kind of. I love him in a goal line package. If I'm an Auburn fan, I love him in a goal line
1: package. He's big. Oh yeah. I mean it's kinda like Joey Gatewood uh, in twenty nineteen that Gus Mazan did not use him at the goal line and that's one reason he transferred. But uh no, I mean T J Finley, he, he might have had his little uh first game jitters, but I, I think he'll be all right. Um he was in there with the second team mostly. And by that point it was a complete blowout and we just started running the ball heavily. And I wanna I wanna talk about uh somebody who made first game impact big time in his first game at Auburn is running back I want to talk about true him true freshman. Jarquez or Jarquez Hunter.
0: Jarquez Hunter. I have this in our notes. You saw this when I put this in the notes. Jarquez Hunter is not, even, not only going to be awesome, this dude's going to be incredible. His touches, granted, garbage time. Still, with second-team offensive line blocking, he's, he's going to be tough to tackle. I
1: mean, he kind of looked like Tank Bigsby out there, how hard he was to tackle, his agility, and side-to-side movement, quickness, getting up the field. He, he looked very good, and if I'm not mistaken, he's one reason that we've had, like, Harold Joyner, uh, Mark Anthony Richards uh, transfer in the past couple of years because this Jar- Jarquez Hunter was coming in, and then uh, he put on a show during the spring and fall ball getting ready for the season. And,
0: and I, we I, talked about this last week, how deep that Auburn running back room is. We
1: did, and Sean Shivers, only, only two carries, but I think he's filling his role. Yeah, I of, think so too, absolutely. I think... His role this year is going to be more of a pass catcher, and that's fine. If we, you're an Auburn fan, you should be fine with that. Oh yeah, right? I mean he he had two touchdowns, he had two carries, he had one rushing touchdown for 26 yards, and one receiving touchdown where he just mowed o- over the defender.
0: I'm excited for the for Hunter's future, Jarquez Hunter's future. He's going to be a lot of fun here at Auburn, and we're going to continue to have a lot of fun on this on this talk show here on TNT in the morning on Weagle 911 after we hear from our a, a couple. Couple commercials here. We'll be back in two minutes. You're listening to TNT in the morning on Weagle 91.1. We'll be right back with you. Welcome back to TNT in the morning here on Weagle 91.1 FM from our studio here in Auburn, Alabama. If you're just now joining us, welcome. TL, excited to see everybody. Uh, I ho- actually have TL muted. TL, would you like to say, <laughs> say that you're excited to see everybody now? I apologize. Uh, what's up, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> we were actually gonna try a new segment called uh, Silent TL, and he's gonna play. We're gonna play charades. Um, I'm sorry. I will never say that again. I apologize.
1: Thank you for that.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, right where we picked uh, pick up, right where we left off, um, we were talking about the running back room, and I think that we've pretty much got all that covered in in a, in a brief summary. Uh, my notes uh, was Tank Bixby is still awesome. Worm still looks good. Jarquez Hunter is going to be incredible. Is, is that a good way to sum that up? Are you happy ending on that?
1: We're going to have a 1-2 punch, a 1-2-3 punch this year, and then especially a 1-2 punch next year with Tank Bigsby and Jarquez Hunter. They're going to be – I mean, it could just be like Cadillac and Ronnie. They're going to be very good. And I want to hear your uh, thoughts on this. Was a uh, first touchdown back at Jordan-Hare Stadium, full capacity. Seeing Tank Bixby take that – it was a 30-something yard run into the end zone, and you just see him pounding his chest as he's going into that end zone. How, how did you feel? Okay. This I was is feeling a, some type of way when I saw is, that. I was like, let's go. <laughs>
0: this is a loaded question. Um, so, first, uh, the first thing that, that crossed my mind is, um, you know, as, as an Auburn student, I'm fired up. First touchdown of the horse and arrow. Let's go. Tank Bigsby's beating on his chest. And I'm thinking to myself, the the next thing I really did think to me, and I and I think I turned and said this to you. Tank Bakesby has got a dangerous level of confidence.
1: Heisman potential. Oh, 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 oh. He could. I mean, you gotta think, he is playing at an unreal level. Can't be tackled. He he breaks. I think it's the nation leading like tackles uh, per game. He's a literal tank. Uh, yeah, actually, I mean that's why <laughs> he's got the freaking uh, nickname, but uh. Imagine if he played it like a—I hate to say this—but at a bigger school like Alabama, Clemson, or something—and was doing this. Do you think he would have higher notoriety and be on the Heisman watch list? You know, I don't.
0: So? I don't really like getting into the whole it matters where you go to school and where you don't go to All school right. for the Heisman conversation. And I'm not dodging your question. Well, I don't. I, I don't think it should matter either. I, but. I'm not. I'm not really. I don't buy into the hype. Uh, about all that because it, it does float around and you know some schools have more Heisman winners than others but Auburn also has 3 Heisman winners it's not like he's not at a stage where he could perform a lot has got to do with what the team around you does obviously um, we've seen quarterbacks that have played out of their minds uh, and and come up short uh with the Heisman tro- for the Heisman trophy uh, so i don't necessarily like to consider the you know the possibilities of if you know Bigsby was at a Clemson or if he was at a, an, o- an Ohio State in Oklahoma in Alabama one of those those tears that, that we, we, we usually think of. I don't usually, I don't really like thinking of the idea of putting someone there and saying, Oh, would they, would they be a Heisman uh, contender? Because, you know, while we say he's doing the same things there, it's a different scheme. Um, you don't know that he's going to get the same touches. For Tank Bixby to get NFL draft stock boosted, I think he's in the great, the perfect spot. I mean, anyone in the country would use Tank Bixby. Don't get, don't get it. Right. Because, I it, mean, it, if it, he would have
1: gone to, say, Alabama, he probably wouldn't even play to his junior or senior year. And year. he still would have been awesome exactly but that but it's just like the the depth that they have I mean. right and then coming to auburn like hey you're going to play uh game 1 freshman year yeah why not yeah
0: no exactly and so i don't i don't I don't really get too bogged down in any of that um and i I, don't, I also don't want us to get too bogged down because i don't want us to forget auburn fans your defense is awesome i mean i, I don't even know a better word to put it 10 points against akron and let's let's remember all ten in garbage time
1: it was, yeah. All
0: ten in garbage time. This game very well could have been a shutout without Auburn thinking twice about it. So that's that was kind of our our, our recap on on Akron because we do need to get to the Hornets. You have anything to add before we get to the Hornets?
1: No, I just uh, I thought Derek Mason called a very very Derek Ma- well game There we go. In his first first game at Auburn, and
0: to that to on 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 the other side of the ball, I thought Mike Bobo had a great offensive scheme. He did. So I think that that's encouraging for Auburn fans and encouraging to see probably duplicate results on Saturday. So tomorrow, uh, let's uh, – you, you good to move to Alabama oh, State? Yeah, we good. great to move
1: to Alabama State. Let's get a preview Hope, on, on yeah, the let's, foe. Yeah, let's, let's come, talk a little bit of on Alabama
0: on. State. I'm going to go ahead and just run through the kickoff information, and then we're going to do TL's new segment. He's got a clever little name. TL, what are we calling it?
1: Uh, well, uh, get to know the foe yeah, with to, TL. Yeah, we're getting to know the foe with TL.
0: We'll, uh, we'll get to that in half a second. I'm just going to go ahead and run things down. So – Jordan-Hare Stadium kickoff at 11 a.m. Central Time. Students, this is your favorite time slot. I know it is. Don't lie to me. Yeah, no, uh, we know. 11 a.m. on SEC Network. Uh, radio calls available on 93.9 FM. That's Auburn Sports Network. So you're actually going to be able to get this on live TV if you're listening from anywhere else in the country. That's uh, that's cool. Um, so there's all your information. No game day policies have changed, to my knowledge. I definitely do um, want to, in the coming weeks, discuss the – New e-ticket policy. I think that's very prevalent to um, Auburn st- uh, ticketing, uh, Auburn Athletics. But we'll, we'll cross that bridge after this week because I want to see if they work, work any kinks out before we start pointing fingers. You, you know what I'm
1: saying? Uh, yeah, so, so we'll go to the opponent. and Get to we'll, know the foe. Get to know the foe. So we got Alabama State this year, the, the opponent from a long ways away in 50 miles from Auburn University.
0: Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the capital of the state of Alabama.
1: The capital. So, they Alabama State is an HBCU university, and for here, those who
0: don't know, HBCU stands for Historically Black College and University.
1: Correct? That is correct. Okay, I
0: just wanted to make sure that everyone we're on the same page here. So, uh, Alabama State and HBCU keep telling us about them to
1: All right. So, we have we have some famous al- alumni from there. Yeah. So, so one of them was probably probably the most famous from Alabama State is. The attorney who covered for Rosa Parks. Really? He went to he went to Alabama State. Cool. And then two pop culture figures. And you're gonna like this because they're also from the A is Two Chains and Lil Yachty. No way. They went to Alabama they, State. Are they
0: alumni or did they go to Alabama? It State? said alumni. Wow. I, I looked it
1: up and it said alumni. So That's, that is
0: really cool. That is Thank you for the, the rundown, TL. Um Alabama State Hornets. So we're we're getting geared up for that. Last time the Auburn and Alabama State met on the gridiron, I was a freshman. Thomas Lynn was hoping to get accepted into Auburn, which unfortunately that happened. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it was on September eighth, uh, two thousand eighteen. The Tigers won sixty three to nine. So just when you think last week's um, thumping of Akron could not be worse than this week's thumping of Alabama State, I don't think that you should rule that out yet. And uh, I think that that covers and the the gist of what we're what we're looking at for this week. And uh, I think that I think I'm ready to talk about what we should expect out of out of Auburn football.
1: Yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear it.
0: All right, you want to get you want to give me a couple of things that you want to see out of Auburn if you're an Auburn fan this week. It, what is Because we're going to talk about the implications later. Yeah, but but what do you what do you want to see if you are a, an Auburn fan? And you know, obviously, this is year one of Brian uh, Brian Harson era and you want to see them build upon Akron, where do you want to see Are there areas that you want to see them improve on from game one? There probably are. I can think of a couple.
1: Right. Yeah, there's always ways to improve. I think my biggest for Auburn fans going into this game the week before Penn State is injury-free game. Right. We need no injuries. I've even seen um, topics on social media about saying whether or not Tank Bigsby should even play in this game which I, I feel like he should. I mean, this is the second game I, the he, abs- he absolutely needs I, to take snaps. Yeah, I mean, everybody needs to take snaps to get ready for Penn State.
0: And the last thing you want to do is get caught sleeping. Yep. And even play a clo- remotely close game.
1: This is one of those, like, trap games to where you just got done playing a cupcake game, getting a massive win. Everybody's feeling good about themselves. And then you see just in a little over a week, You circle that calendar in the summer when you see it, and it's Penn State in a week. But what you don't and you overlook is that Saturday before Penn State. Right. And it's it's this game right here. Right. And if you look over that game, and Auburn has done it in the past so many times, it will come back to haunt you.
0: Mercer. We mentioned it last week, but that Mercer game in 2017.
1: Right. So, I mean, we have to take care of business this weekend. I mean, if we do what we did last weekend – I, I feel good about going into Happy Valley. Um, so some things I, I'd like to see from Auburn this week is I love the way the offensive line played last week. Right. I want to I wanna see that. I want to see no sacks, keep Bo Nix nice and clean. Keep him comfortable. Yeah, very comfortable. Um, let's see. What else I want to see? I want to see, uh, see wide receiver routes. I want to see, like, man-to-man matchups, one-on-ones. I want to see our receivers get open and create in their game. Um, I love the way our defensive line pressured the quarterback last week. I think we need to step up on that even more because you're going into Penn State, you know they're going to have some boys in the offensive line. So I feel like for Auburn fans, they, the Auburn Tigers need to just, like, bully the offensive line and get prepared.
0: I think you have a great point, and uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to add a few more because I've, I've, I I echo everything you just said. I really do. I agree. Um, if you're an Auburn fan, these are all things you want to see. You definitely want to see everybody play. Um, definitely, Bigsby needs need snaps. Um, I mentioned um, in, my, in an article I wrote earlier this week for the Like Observer. I mentioned there were five things that that Harson needed to do this week or see to it. I'm not going to name all three. I'm just going to go to the most important. Three. I'm not going to name all five. Excuse me. I'm just going to name the most important three. Uh, number one is make Bo Nix comfortable, like you mentioned. Keep that of- offensive line rolling. Uh, make sure he's still comfortable stepping up in that pocket. He looked like he was ready for the offense, but this week is going to be another one of those modified playbooks. Maybe add a couple more plays. Keep things mixed up. Make sure you're keeping the defense on your heels, because we mentioned we, this, this does not need to be a, a trap game. Um, number two, um, I, I need to see an interception I need, or a fumble of some form of forced turnover from the defense. The defense played lights out. Like I said earlier in the in, in this in the show, they were awesome against Akron. It was also Akron. You know, keep that keep that in mind and make sure you're keeping everything in check. There needs to be forced turnovers with a secondary that is supposed to be this good, and they and they played well. I was I was impressed, but with a secondary that's supposed to be this good, I expect one two picks, forced fumbles, something of that nature. In cupcake games, I expected it. it's not a one; it's it's an expectation. Does that make sense? Yep. And number three, Brian Harson, if you're if you're out there listening, <laughs> and I and I mean this as as someone who is you know very very fond of the Harson hire, very very excited to see what direction this takes Auburn football. If there's something that you can do this week to make sure that Auburn fans stay locked in with that same level of intensity, beat the brakes off of Alabama State. I mean, beat the brakes off of them. This needs to be another one of those hang sixty, hang fifty. Don't let them score more than fourteen. Two two garbage time touchdowns, finding to me. You know what I mean?
1: Right. You got you got to have that mentality. But I, I think another thing I'd like to see too is um, be more aggressive in game situations, so you're prepared for the rest of the season. Is when it gets down to fourth and one, fourth and two, um, go for it. Be aggressive. Let's see what you got. Let's dial up some plays and be ready to go.
0: I couldn't agree more. And we are going to continue to talk just a little bit more once we get back from a two-minute commercial break here on TNT in the morning on Weagle 911 FM. We're going to talk some more, Auburn, Alabama State, and then we're going to take a look around the SEC. So make sure you're locked in here on Weagle 911. Tweet at us at TNT in the mor- in the AM. Excuse me. At TNT in the AM. And we'll be back here in just a moment. Welcome back, welcome back. It's Harrison Tarr, and you're listening to TNT in the morning here on Weagle 91.1. TL, we're back at third block of the show already, man. It's flying by.
1: It does fly by. I'm enjoying it, though. This is so fun. Dude,
0: I'm having a blast, and thank you to all of our listeners. We appreciate you. Thank you to our listeners tweeting at us. We tweeted this morning um, on our official Twitter account. I'm going to plug it one more time. Why not? TL, I'm going to do it. At TNT in the AM on Twitter. We got a we got a tweet from our good friend Dylan Lark. I said his name incorrectly last week on the radio and I'd like to apologize. I'm sorry Dylan. Thank you for tweeting at us. He pre- presented a pretty bold hot take that we're going to we're going to talk about for just a second here. Dylan Lark says, "Iowa and UCLA are winning their conferences." To preface this, we did ask for people's hot takes in college football this this uh, this year. Um that's a hot take. I um I'm interested to hear what you what you think about that TL. Now this isn't SEC news right now, but we'll we'll bring it back soon. Right. Um we do appreciate the the interaction on Twitter on our social media, so we're definitely gonna talk about it, Dylan. We're gonna we're gonna talk about what, what we think here.
1: I that is a hot take, but I don't think it's too too hot. Uh I do not think Iowa wins the big ten. I think that's gonna be Ohio State. But
0: uh, I I was in the in the in the In the Big Ten, correct? Yes, and and I was I was I was wondering if you were already counting out Penn State.
1: Mm, I do not think Penn State. I was trying to come up with a clever like. I I, I don't. I honestly feel good about our chances next week. Okay, keep on, keep on. But uh, in the Pac-12, UCLA, they are looking very good. Big win over over, LSU in in week one over Hawaii. I I watched that game. It was a week zero game, and man, they couldn't be stopped. They put up fifty plus points, if I'm not mistaken. And then last week, I, I personally thought LSU was going to go in, SEC team, going to a Pac-12 school. I, I thought they had this thing. But they didn't.
0: I would like it on the record. Also, that last week on the air, I said, uh, "Give me UCLA by double digits."
1: Uh, all right, we're not. We're not. Gonna, we're not going <laughs> to talk about the predictions. I, I was wrong in that aspect. Hey, you did really well last week. We both did well. Yeah, yeah, I you, mean, I would hope you went so. What? One. Ten and two. I went nine and three. Uh, I went eleven and two. Eleven and two. You went ten and three. All right, not not too bad. Oh, we'll take that all day. Oh take yeah, it. but I do think UCLA does have a chance to win the Pac-12. Chip Kelly finally has a recruiting class that is his that he has brought up. Has coached. He has a dual threat quarterback. And we've seen in the past years with Chip Kelly at Oregon.
0: Marcus Mariota.
1: Marcus Mariota. Um the quarterback in twenty ten in the national championship. I, I completely forgot his name, but he was a dual threat quarterback. He's always had those dual threat guys. And and, and, and we he has one this year.
0: I think we did you and I say this? I think I said it actually on Dylan Lark's podcast I was on earlier this week, the bench warmers. If you by the way, if you're listening. Uh, and you have an op- um, a free moments on Spotify. Go check out the bench warmers podcast. But I, I think I mentioned this to him earlier in the week. College football is so much more fun when the Chip Kelly offense is working. It is. Oh, it's so fun! It's so fun. And and to your to your point, and you know, Dylan, thank you for bringing this hot take. I don't think it's all that hot, actually. I um I could definitely see Iowa winning the Big Ten because Ohio State looks vulnerable.
1: They they do look um, vulnerable. I still think that. The Pac- they take on the chip, but they th- look I th- vulnerable. I think they should.
0: I think they should, but they look vulnerable. They do. Um, and the Pac-12's in shambles already. Leave it to the Pac-12 to go ahead and knock themselves out of college football playoff chances in week one, pretty much. Which is, I'm going to say it again, that's my favorite thing. That's objectively hilarious. That's yeah. not even subject. That's just objectively
1: hilarious. Well, what was it? One side of the Pac-12 went one and six or something? Yeah. Just Oh, my Lord. They are abysmal. That's rough.
0: And the and this is another one of those scenarios. When I, when I look at you and say, T.L., would you believe me this time last year? if I'm like, hey, the two teams in Los Angeles are the best teams in the Pac-12 next year. Uh, yeah, the two I, coaches that should probably be on the hot seat.
1: Yeah, I mean, of course, I would have thought Oregon, which Oregon has a big test this weekend against Ohio State, so we'll find out a lot between those two schools.
0: Who do you have in that game?
1: Ohio State. Me too. Uh, Oregon struggled against Fresno State. Yeah, I agree. It was it was not not good but I mean week one for everybody everybody struggles so I, I don't know but chip Kelly and UCLA is looking really good but on that topic LSU looking bad somebody's on the hot seat I got, I got I was about to say I got a question hot seat. For,
0: I got a question for you uh, I mean this you're, you're bringing up hey you, you you fed me this one with a silver spoon because I was I was gonna ask you this anyways. Ed Orcheron is on the hot seat. There is no doubt about that. That's that's a given. We're assuming this is a given in this this scenario. Is this a potential mid-season fire?
1: It could be. And I'll tell you when it could be as well.
0: After Auburn. After Auburn. I knew you were going there.
1: Auburn hasn't beat LSU in In Death Valley. Valley. Since
0: before we were born.
1: That's over 20 years. And, you know, the last... Uh, Les Miles when he got fired after the Auburn game. I, I I feel like it could happen very well. I feel like this Auburn team is good enough to beat this LSU Tiger team. And yeah,
0: The only thing is I'm not entirely sure, and you'll have to tell me if you know, um, the details of the buyout of Orgeron. I don't imagine it could be good. Um, Did they give him a contract extension yes, after the, after the, champ- the national oh championship? Um, which is, you know, say what you will about Coach Oh, uh, He had a great year. He He, he assembled a great team. He really did uh, how much of that was Joe Brady that's up to the
1: that's like that's a very good point because I said the same thing a couple of days ago I mean Joe Brady and that offense was it was unreal I mean the talent that they had on that no, team I know the I, they got over. I, I agree and then as soon as he leaves that team just went way down you,
0: I I agree and you know I'm, I'm I'm not trying to defend Coach O, but also you know give him some credit he did he, he brought Joe Brady in he, he built that staff. He built uh, LSU from the ground up, really. Yeah. Uh, but he it might it might be that he's just not that good.
1: I have, I have another. I don't know if this is a hot take because I feel like, especially for Auburn fans because they can relate to this, that they will understand. But is this a Gene Chizik type of way in at LSU right now?
0: Thomas Lynn, I love when you make analogies. You know this. <laughs> 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 I think – Excuse me. I'm sorry. I think that this is quite possibly the one-year delay, Gene Chizik it's scenario at LSU, and I, and I don't wish ill upon Coach O. So don't. I hope. I hope none of our, our listeners yeah. or viewers don't think so. I just don't think he's a head coach. I think he's going to make a great offensive analyst at the University of Alabama next year.
1: oh, oh lord. <laughs> I mean, no. It's it's true. As as soon as a head coach like gets fired or loses their job. And it's probably coming off one or two seasons from a national championship. Where where do they end up at? Bama. Bama.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, while we're while we're looking at it, let's go ahead and take another another trip around the 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 SEC. Uh, just recap some big stuff that happened last week. Some things that we learned, ladies and gentlemen. This just in: the University of Alabama is is incredibly good at football. <laughs>
1: Could you imagine that? <laughs> I know, it's I, crazy. I never would have thought that. I know. Week it's, one. We
0: said Bama by – I think we both said Bama by over 20, uh, 25 and 30. Yeah, they won by 41. 40, so. 44, 13. Um, yeah, no surprise there. Bryce Young.
1: Did that surprise you? Bryce Young.
0: What did you think of Bryce Young?
1: Uh, So, my thoughts on Bryce Young is my thoughts on every single Alabama quarterback that ever goes through Alabama and – with Nick Saban is, I feel like anybody can go there and play quarterback and do just fine. I mean, you've seen Jake Coker, you've seen Blake Sims, you've seen Adrian yeah, but Aaron. I, I thought I thought I thought Young did well. He, I mean, yeah, he played a tremendous game, threw for three forty-four and four touchdowns. But I also feel like every single other Alabama quarterback has done that. And I don't, I don't know. I, not let's, many of them have succeeded until just yet. I'm
0: not, I'm not taking away with what you're saying. I'm not taking away from what you're saying because you make a good point. You right. really do. But let's pump the brakes right now. Let's pump the brakes. Because I still think Young could be a very talented quarterback. Oh, he can! Very good dude. quarterback. So let's let's pump the brakes before we go ahead and start labeling him possible Jalen Hurts in the future. You know what I mean? Let's let's not do that. Let's not do that. Let's um let's let's enjoy his ability to play football for now. And I, I think that was a big takeaway for this week. Not I think I know Bama's the real deal this year. They are the team to beat as per usual. We also learned counterpoint. We didn't put this in in the script. But I'm going to go and bring it up. School with you. They may. They're gonna play a ball game. with Ole miss this year.
1: They could. Ole Miss looked very good against Louisville. I mean, I mean, it Matt, is Louisville. Matt Corral, though. I mean, that offense was firing on all cylinders, even with Lane Kiffin not even there.
0: I was impressed. Uh, Matt Corral is that 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 guy is the real deal. And and I think Ole Miss is gonna go into they're gonna just give it a lot of teams fits this year. I think they're very good. They need to give Auburn some trouble. I I I picked Auburn to lose that game at the beginning of the season. So that that's uh. I mean, I'm not. I don't wish for my picks to always be right. But uh, that was a that was a big takeaway for me question. Got to ask this. And we're we're just taking a trip for those of you just now joining us around the SEC. I'm going I'm asking my good friend Thomas Lynn Murphy here a very important question. Is Georgia's defense that good? And their offense really that bad? Or is Clemson's defense still that good? Because that game was abysmal to watch.
1: It was it was not a a fun game to watch. I did not think that's how it would go. I thought it would be a little bit more offense. I know Georgia's defense is cracked out of its mind. Correct. I do think, though, that Georgia probably, without a doubt, has the best defense in the SEC. I was expecting more out of JT Daniels and that offense. So that's my question. I That is one thing I'm really looking forward to see this weekend is they're playing UAB, a smaller school. I'm ready to see how that offense does against them.
0: I'm throwing my hot take of the weekend right here when you just mentioned UAB line last time I checked was 25 and a half in favor of Georgia. if you're a betting man UAB to cover interesting really
1: I mean I mean they could that's just a side note I mean UAB is really good I mean we we looked at their uh head coach uh what's his name uh, I can't I can't think of it but
0: you're asking me questions off the <laughs> top of my dome that I can't remember. <laughs> but well,
1: I, I talk about them all the time because them really did look at Really him. did, and they went after him. They did. He just didn't want the job. But, uh, no, I, I'm really interested in Georgia because I feel like they're the only team that can uh, give Alabama some trouble this year. And so, but to do that, they're going to have to improve on the offensive end because Alabama's defense looked really good, too, against Miami. I mean, they shut them down to, what was it, 13 points? And held derek Derek King to basically nothing so Georgia Georgia's got to improve on that offensive side. their defense can't carry the load.
0: I think that the jury's very much still out on JT Daniels. I don't think that we can confidently say he's a top five quarterback in the SEC. um i don't I don't I don't, I don't want us to jump the gun and say he's a bad quarterback because right. i don't I don't think that's the case. um Georgia's missing a lot of pieces against Clemson, and from what we understand they may be missing pieces again this weekend. I don't think we're really going to know who Georgia is until at least next week, which should be another cupcake for them. I can't remember if they're playing. It's not a conference game. No, I can't surely remember. not. But it doesn't. It, uh, South Carolina. So, oh, well, that actually South could, Carolina looked pretty good, and yeah, they yeah, they did. I was about to say. Actually, I, I I retract my previous statement. We'll know about Georgia in week three. Uh, we need to figure that out um, sooner rather than later. If you're if you're a Georgia fan, because that offense was was hard to watch. And uh, that's, that was a huge takeaway for me this, this, this week, that the SEC, I know, th- is statistically and theoretically wide open. Realistically, everybody's chasing the Crimson Tide. I
1: was about to say, I, I feel like two through whatever is wide open, but Bama's still leading the way.
0: Two through whatever is wide open, Bama's still leading the way. What do you guys think? Y'all agree? Listeners, tweet at us, at TNT in the AM. We'll be back after this short break. It's just going to be two minutes, so y'all don't go anywhere. We'll be right back listening listening to Weagle 91.1. Welcome back, welcome back. Weagle 91.1 FM here in Auburn, Alabama. You're listening to TNT in the morning. I'm Harrison Tarr, joined by my co-host, Thomas Lynn Murphy. TL, last block of the show. Last one. Makes me sad, actually. I really enjoy this. It does. And,
1: I, and, I feel like eventually we, we're going to have to extend the time. There's so much to talk about. Yeah, I know.
0: Hopefully uh, our station manager, Grayson, who's patiently watching us through the window hears us uh, say that we would love to have an extra hour Grayson okay anyways (laughs) Uh, before we get back into the show um TL and I want to take a quick moment to say thank you to all of our viewers for the outpouring of support last week it really meant the world to all of us that you guys enjoyed the show and we're going to do our best every single week to put out the best content we can Uh, we really appreciate the listen I want to send a special shout out uh, to a very close group of family friends of mine Miss Kelly and Russ Harms in Chicago, Illinois. We have listeners in Chicago. How crazy is that? That's crazy. And they're apparently playing it over the whole office. So to all of the HARMS uh, employees, I sincerely apologize that you're <laughs> listening to me on TL for an hour. I know you're probably not huge Auburn fans, but I do appreciate the listen and we do appreciate the feedback. TL, is there anything you want to add before we jump back into football?
1: Oh yeah. Shout out to my parents. I know they're listening up in ARB, Alabama and for any of my friends also tuning in and catch us on Spotify. Even if you don't hear it live, tell everybody they can go Get the podcast on Spotify and listen all of to your to streaming day. platforms actually yeah.
0: we're on uh, Apple Music and Spotify. We should be on I think that's all for now. I think I can put it on SoundCloud if people want it. That's fine yeah. We'll figure that out. Y'all f- y'all give us some feedback whatever works in your favorite streaming service Let us know and we'll make sure we get that uh, that arranged. We really appreciate the listens so that being said we uh, we just took a little trip around the SEC and we're gonna talk a little more SEC here in a minute but first we're getting ready to go back to our score projections, and you know, hopefully TL can catch up with you know with me, even though my stuff's untouchable um, after last week's unfortunate display. TL, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, we're gonna go and talk a little bit, wrap up this Alabama State Auburn ball game we got tomorrow morning here on the plains of Auburn, Alabama. So 11 a.m. kickoff, like we said, SEC Network, and I'm gonna go ahead and just go and say my score, and I'm gonna go ahead and give a player of the game. If that's cool. Do it. So my score projection for tomorrow, I'm going with a cool 55 to seven, Tigers. Um, I feel like there's a garbage time kind of touchdown. It could also be like a, another 60. I, I really could see 60 to 10 back to back weeks.
1: Yeah, I, I could see Auburn going 60 plus again. Yeah, I could too. I'll tell you what I would love to see as an Auburn fan, and if nobody knows what a scoregami is, what a scoregami is <laughs> is when <laughs> I knew when, you were going there. Is when there has never been. In all of college football, a game end in a certain score, and I think last week Auburn did that with 60 to 10. I'm pretty sure that was a scoregami. There's no way. I, I I'm pretty sure I saw that. Maybe score. in that the w-
0: program history, but not.
1: I think it was a scoregami. No way. I want to see. us go back to back scoregami's. I want to see some <laughs> something weird. I'm. I was trying to look it up to see what the potential scoregami's were for somewhat of a game like this, but I'm going to go somewhere around like 58 to six. Okay. I like like it. that. I feel like that's a. A different type of score, that and and it could be it could be, a score it could be a score for you. Yeah, exactly. I like it. No, I like it. I I that's love a, that. That's a hot take right there. <laughs>
0: I love that. That's um, actually, uh, you have a new challenge on the show. Every time there's a origami in college football, you have to let our viewers know.
1: I will, I will. let y'all know. You have to let all of our listeners. know. I'm gonna know. keep up with it. I, I watched ESPN came out with a, like a documentary or something. This past week on Score I was watching like three in the morning. You are such a nerd. On a, a school nerd. night, don't don't ask why. <laughs> Mom, Dad, y'all did not hear that I was not up till three in the morning watching ESPN. But
0: uh, you could be doing a lot worse until three. I'm like,
1: I, yeah, I. I
0: you're I, watching ESPN. I think it's okay.
1: Yeah, I was. Hey, I was getting prepared for TNT in the morning. I mean, film
0: study for t- mandatory film study for TNT in the
1: morning. That's right. All
0: right. Big games around the SEC this week. I really don't
1: think there
0: are any. Worth noting, Texas-Arkansas. I lied. I'm sorry.
1: That is a big game. Who, who do you have? Because this is a very interesting matchup because with Sarkeesian, first year at Texas, I thought they played very well week one. I think he's going to do amazing things at Texas. The offense is going to look unbelievable. But Arkansas is on the rise. I mean, they have so much. They're attention. on the up
0: and up. We, we talked about this last week. We love Sam Pittman.
1: Yeah, I, I love what Arkansas is doing with that program and bringing it back up to what they used to be and being competitive in the SEC year in. Back and year in the out. Ryan
0: Mallet days,
1: didn't you? That was amazing. It was in twenty ten that Auburn uh, Auburn Arkansas game it was like sixty five to like forty eight something. The like shootout. That. Oh, it was amazing. Beautiful,
0: absolutely. So that's a, that's a big game, and I, I really, I mean, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to make my pick yet because I, I know I know who I am picking, but. I, I want to make the pick when we go through the list. Is that cool. So that's a, that's a big one to look out for. Um, did Texas play anybody notable last week? No, 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 no. I, they played. I don't think uh, Louisiana. So. They were had a ranked Mo- team. Uh, La, 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 Lafayette it used to be Lafayette, yeah, but the Raging Cajuns, and they did win. Um, so Texas took care of business against a ranked
1: team last week. That is a big win though, because no, it is because no, Billy Napier's their head coach, who is also a candidate. For the Auburn coaching job last year. Right. So they are a very good team. So it yeah, no, might be a smaller school, but that was a good win for I, Texas.
0: I retracted my statement. I apologize for for mis- misleading. Yeah, no, they were a good team. They were ranked like number twenty, right?
1: Or twenty three, uh, something something, in that, something like that in that
0: range. Really well coached team. Like you said, Napier, great head coach. I'm gonna look at one other game. Um actually there's two other interesting ones to me, um, TL. You can tell me if they if, if I'm wrong. I think that we've gonna we're gonna have a really, really fun one out in college it makes it I'm sorry. Yeah, out in Colorado between AM and the Buffs. It's going to be a Colorado home game. a ms ranked. And for whatever reason, this is on no basis other than just saying this is history. <laughs> Colorado loves to give teams a run for their money when they shouldn't. <laughs>
1: yeah, you know you know those students in Boulder are going to be going crazy for Absolutely. a matchup like this. So I feel like for Colorado, Colorado to win this game, it's going to come down to their environment. And that's what's going to propel them through, just like well, we it's, saw last week with Virginia it, Tech and it is technically,
0: It is technically a neutral site. I use air quotes. Y'all can't see me that are listening on the radio, but I'm using air quotes with a neutral site. It's at Empower Field at Mile High, so where the Broncos play, which is 45 minutes. From. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, so what you're saying is... It it's a home game. for more fans. Yeah, exactly. 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 Um, so there's a... I think that'll be a fun game, actually. I think that A&M well, – we'll get there. I think A&M will take care of
1: business, but – I mean, A&M didn't look good to start off last not. week. So, I feel like – I mean, this could be a, a little little scare for them. This could be, like, it takes them until the second half to run away with this game. But I do feel like Texas A&M gets the win. I
0: agree. And then we have also have Pitt, Tennessee this week. That'll be fun. That's going to be a fun one. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Um – and I think we should start, I know this is completely backwards and not the way you would want to do this at all, but I want to do this. I would love to start our picks with Vanderbilt versus Colorado State because it is bad versus worse, and I don't even know which one's which.
1: You know what? This is why I like you because I love doing this. <laughs> just, let's just go completely out of order and start with the bad and end with the good. Let's go.
0: Let's go. Uh, Vanderbilt, Colorado State. Go ahead.
1: Colorado State. I have no faith in Vanderbilt.
0: You know what? I I don't feel good about either pick. Um, I don't know. Give me Colorado State, I guess. Uh, yeah, I, I was going to try to come up with something clever for why I could go with the Commodores, but I can't. Um, LSU versus McNeese, which is an FCS school. I'm taking the Tigers.
1: I'll, I'll go LSU.
0: Bayou Bengals, for sure. Um, here's a fun one. We didn't talk about this. This is my fault. I apologize. Missouri, Kentucky?
1: I like Kentucky. Kentucky's... I love Kentucky. Bob they're Stoops, doing, They're doing that team good, this looks year. good. Will Levis last week threw for 367 and four Tuddies. I mean... That team looks... They they look good. They they could uh, have some fight in the SEC East this year.
0: Ole Miss, Austin i um, I'm running with the Rebs until they told me not to this year, man. Oh yeah, Lane uh, Kiffin all the way. Matt the Crow. Lane train, absolutely. That that team's gonna be so fun to watch. Where Lane, wear your powder blues more. That's all I have to say. Mississippi State. Um, excuse me, excuse me. NC State at Mississippi State. That could be a fun one. NC State won last week. Mississippi State barely won last week, but they both are 1-0.
1: I mean, Mississippi State had a little scare last week. But, they had a huge scare. But Will Rogers went thirty-nine of forty-seven, three seventy, and three touchdowns, and still had a scare in which they came back from. Well, that's, what was it, thirty-seven to seventeen in the fourth.
0: That's how the that's how the air raid offense works, and that's why it's so beautiful. Yeah, it's it's really not beautiful, but it it is fun to watch. Texas, Arkansas, all right. You want me to say my pick? I, I who do you who do you think I'm going with?
1: I th- I feel like you can go with Arkansas. I'm taking the hogs. Taking I'm the riding hogs. with the hogs. hogs. I'm I'm going with the longhorns. You taking the horns? I I am. Right, cool. going with Sarkeesian. I, that's I, fine. This, this is the first
0: through. that's the first game we've disagreed on. This the right? Yeah. Wait, I didn't. Who'd you take for Mississippi State and NC State? You didn't Mississippi. say Mississippi State? Wait. Yeah, yeah. I took Mississippi State. I'm taking the wolf right. So there's that. Alabama Mercer. Um <laughs> Give me Mercer. <laughs> i got that's on the record. Nope,
1: no, <laughs> I, I take that back. I'm going the Crips Tide, obviously.
0: Yeah, I'm taking the Tide for sure. Colorado, A&M. Okay. Texas A&M, excuse me.
1: I'm going A&M on this. Yeah, I, I am I like thought there's going to be too much to handle once it comes down to the second half fourth quarter. But I do feel like it's going to come down to the second half for them to win this game.
0: It'll be a fun game. I'm be. I'm looking forward to that one. That'll be a lot of fun. Georgia at, uh, excuse me, UAB at Georgia. I keep reading these backwards, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, UAB at Georgia. I mean, give me the dogs. I'm going to uh, take the
1: dogs, but I feel like Like you said, with the over-under, I feel like it's going to be a lot closer game than what a lot of people think.
0: I think UAB covers the spread, but give me the dogs. I mean, no doubt. Um, University of Florida versus University of – that's at South Florida, so that game's at Raymond James. That's cool. That is cool. That is super cool. Um, Yeah, give me the Gators by 40.
1: I'll take the Gators, but it's going to be interesting to see what they do with their quarterback play. With uh, Emory Jones, yeah, but USF's really bad. Yeah, but doesn't matter. But if uh, Anthony Richardson goes out there and plays a great game, you could see a quarterback switch into. We could later later into the season. That could happen. Be on the lookout for that.
0: Pittsburgh at Tennessee. This is a. There's there are fun games this week. There are there are a a lot lot of fun games this week.
1: week. A lot of competitive games. Right. So, I'm gonna go Pittsburgh on this man. I I did not really like what I saw from Tennessee, um, Week One. So. Give me Pittsburgh.
0: I have never picked Pitt to I, win. I've never picked no, I've one. never picked Pitt to win and they've and, and have them not let me down. That being said, I'm going with Pittsburgh. <laughs> 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 I really I'm not impressed by Tennessee. There's more question mark. they have more questions they have answers. Um South Carolina at East Carolina, also awesome. I love these bigger schools in states like I guess East Carolina and North Carolina, but you know what I mean. Right. These bigger schools traveling to these smaller schools, I think that's awesome. Give me the Gamecocks, but yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, without a doubt, I got the Gamecocks. They looked really, really good week one in their opener. So,
0: yeah, I um, I think that that's a lot of fun. Any other? We only have about a minute here, Teal. But any other games that you want to just go ahead and talk about real quick?
1: Uh, probably just a big game. It's not SEC, but it. Two big ones. We got Iowa, Iowa State, and then Oregon and Ohio State. I want to get predictions on that real quick.
0: Okay, Oregon, Ohio State. I'm taking Ohio State.
1: Okay, I'm taking Ohio State too. I did not like how Oregon looked against Fresno State in their H- opener.
0: So. Who are you liking that? Iowa, Iowa State.
1: I'm gonna go Iowa State. Okay. I uh, I think they have a lot of potential. I like what they're doing at that program, and I, I just think they pull through.
0: Cool. No, I'm with you. So, um, you said you took Iowa State. I will say. I'm riding with Cyclones. I I, want to make sure I didn't just make that up in my mind. I'm riding with Cyclones, and we got to wrap this up pretty soon, but if you have a really hot take to throw out there, now's the time to do it.
1: Uh, I don't think I do, other than Jarquez Hunter, player of the game this weekend for Auburn. I'm going to get over 100 yards once again.
0: I'm riding with Smoke Monday. Smoke Monday.
1: Let's see. Defense, we need to turnovers.
0: Auburn needs a pick. I'm riding with Smoke Monday. You're riding with TNT in the morning right here on Weagle 91.1. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure to check us out on Twitter, at TNT in the AM. You can also check us out on Instagram, same handle, at TNT in the AM. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in.
1: On behalf of myself and my co-host, Harrison Tarr, thanks for listening to TNT in the mornings on Weagle 91.1 FM.
0: Make sure to catch us next week and follow us on Twitter at TNT underscore W-E-G-L-A-U. That's at TNT underscore W-E-G-L-A-U. And check out more content from the station at W-E-G-L underscore A-U.